Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Divine Your Life podcast. My mission in this podcast, in this life, in my job is to help align the mind and body with deep healing so you can access your truth and your power and divine your life. I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do, please share, like, comment, review all the things. I appreciate you so much. And let's dive right in. Hello, Divine Your Life fam. Oof, it's been a minute. As always, I'm huge on honoring nervous systems. So mine has been quite overloaded lately. So I really wanted to just show up in the areas of my life that feel good and most importantly, honor all my listeners in not showing up sporadic or um, out of obligation. I always want to bring the most pure and potent energy into your space because I honor and love every one of you for listening and tuning in. With that being said, today I have on Carrie. She is my, oh God, what isn't she? She's my mentor, but she's also a great friend. Um, she's a mother of four amazing children. She's an entrepreneur, a body connection coach, a medicine woman, and most importantly, one of the most passionate souls I have ever met. I've known Carrie for about 10 months now, and every single time I have a call with her, she's just epic. I mean, she's the same in every situation. She's so grounded and embodied in her energy. And on today's episode, she joins me in conversation around why mental work isn't enough, why we can't think our way towards healing and transformation. We have to connect all three, the mind, the body, and the soul. We go into depth around the necessity of embodiment work in transformation and healing journeys. And she's just epic. She specializes in somatic approaches with a mission to inspire, support, guide light. Um, She's just amazing. And you really feel her passion in this episode. So I'm very excited for you to tune in. Of course, all the ways to connect with Carrie will be shared in the show notes. And without further ado, let's dive right in. I'm feeling so good. I'm so happy to be here with you, Brittley. I'm sure I put this in my intro, but I'm just going to repeat again what a mentor that you have been to me. Well, Mm -hmm. literally, you're my mentor, but also just like (laughs) the world so, you know, like so divinely connected me to you. I really believe that in the way that you inspire and support and guide everyone you touch really towards enlightenment, which is so beautiful. And I'm just, I'm thrilled to have you on. And I know the listeners are going to get so much from this episode and just the transmission of your energy, which is always so magnetic. And yeah, thank you for joining us today, babe. I'm excited to just jam with you on this topic and just support your listeners and and share some little tidbits of of wisdom that that I have within within me and from experience and So yeah, let's, let's go into it. Dive straight in. (laughs) I said enlightenment and I recognize that enlightenment can have a dreadfully negative connotation to some, but I'd like to like appropriate it here because you will never be able to create anything interesting or purposeful with your life if you don't feel entitled to at least try. Right. Mm -hmm. And I would love for you to express what enlightenment looks like for you and how you began the journey of engaging fully with life. I love that. I love that we're going to be talking about this because yeah, enlightenment can feel a little bit sometimes egoic if somebody likes to claim that they're enlightened, 
or it can feel unachievable. Mm -hmm. I, that's, that's, that, that's not me. There's so much that I need to learn and so much that I need to grow in. And so I can't, I can't be somebody who's enlightened, which is also ego. So there's, there's two sides to the coin of it. And, and really my definition and, and experience with what enlightenment is, is, is just breaking apart the word actually mm -hmm. enlightened. And so light to me is awareness. And so when we are in this place of awareness on a consistent basis, you're enlightened. Yeah. And that, that takes just some really beautiful, radical responsibility mm. of owning your experience, owning who you are and how you're showing up and, and, and what you're, what you're doing, how you're responding to life. And, and so when you have that awareness and then obviously, what do you do with that? So are you going to just have the awareness and that's it? Or are you going to actually take action and make the shifts and changes to be able to come to a place of more expansion, a more evolved you, a more embodied you? And, and to me, that's what enlightenment is. And we're always on this process of becoming more and more enlightened. There is no end to it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love how you said this is a journey. It's mm -hmm. not like I'm enlightened. You're like, no, you're not because no. you were, <laughs> <laughs> and now you have more. <laughs> and we're really going to unpack that for you. Yeah, it is. It's this journey. The enlightenment journey for me just means the stepping into the awareness of the empowerment through the transcendence, through the things that we are working from. And you said radical responsibility and something that you say all the time. And I love is good vibes is not helping us <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Like we are responsible for our experience. I am constantly reminding and re-reminding my soul and the cosmos that I am very serious about this business and that I will not stop no matter how deep my anxieties and insecurities may be. It's, it's this constant journey. And maybe you can speak on what does that mean? Good vibes isn't helping us. Like, why can we not just stop there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's spiritual bypassing at its finest, just being in this place of of really denial that we get to be all of it. And the all of it is sacred, all of it's beautiful, all of it is valuable, all of it is information. And and so when we can understand that, we see that when we when we try to just be in a place of good vibes only, uh, we're denying that that there's more to life and more to our experience than just the good vibes. Mm. And, and we're missing the opportunity of understanding ourselves more and, and being able to settle into and surrender into that. We experience all of it. We experience the sadness. We experience the fear, the anxiety, the depression, the shame, all of it. And that it's, it's all sacred it's all important and valuable. And honestly, the good vibes would not exist without the quote unquote bad vibes. And I, I actually don't even like that there's morality placed on vibrations and feelings and sensations because there is no good or bad. It just is. It's all just things that our bodies and our, our souls get to experience in this, in this human experience. And it's, it's not good or bad. It's just a vibration. It's just a sensation. 
And when we can release the morality around what we're experiencing and just let our bodies hold it and express it and feel it, we get to see the magic of it. We get to see the intimacy of, of this human experience with ourselves when we allow ourselves to fully feel all the ranges mm. of this human experience. Yes. I mean, you can't feel the most joy and blissful emotion without feeling the deep sorrow and pain right so if you're just living in this high vibrational state and that's all that there is then we're denying the human experience we're denying the ability to move past those surface level emotions which I lived in for a really long time in fact as you started to touch on this subject something kind of stirred within me because I am still working through the reality, the truth that there is not a hierarchy of emotions and that Mm -hmm. happiness is not above the scale of fear, right? And I think the start of that looked like for me, allowing fear to be in the vehicle, not to drive, Mm -hmm. but to be in the vehicle because when I was resisting its existence or denying its presence or just disassociating with what it was trying to tell me, I was creating a bigger gap than when I finally allowed it in. I'm like, I'm scared as heck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fine. And then I was with it. I said, hey, you are always here. You've always shown up when I go to do an expansive thing. It's kind of your thing to show up and do your job. So do your job in the passenger seat. But I'm driving like literally. Yeah. Holding them all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it can change and fluctuate in seconds. And that's what's hard for us to wrap our heads around, too, is how do I maintain or the false impression that we have to stay on path right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that we're off path when we experience a hardship or harder season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, it's, it's just so it's, it's so funny because uh, what I, what I've come to realize is that there is no such thing as being off path. We're always on our path. And that just because we're feeling a certain sensation that feels uncomfortable in our body doesn't necessarily mean that we're off path. There's just an opportunity to explore, okay, what's, what is this? Why am I feeling this? There's information. There's an internal guidance system that is letting me know, Hey, there's something here to look at. And we have this opportunity to pause and be with it. So the example that you gave was fear. So fear is, is just information. There's information around, there's something here to feel and look at. So it doesn't necessarily mean that we're off path. It, it means that we get to look at, okay, what am I afraid of? Is this letting me know? Don't, don't take that job. That's, that's not the direction that, that we're desiring to go into. And there's value in that because then we get to decide what, what's, what we're ready for or what we're, what we're desiring. And so you don't know what you want until a lot of the times we experience what we don't want. Or maybe the fear is, holy schmoly, this is going to really expand me. And ah, I'm afraid, you know, this is, this is like a whole, this is requiring a whole new level of me. So we get to sit with that and, and really be with the parts that are wanting this to stay small. So the fear is really valuable. It's actually not off path. But it is a time to pause and go internal and really be with the information that's coming forward with it. And, and one thing that a lot of people will do is because it feels so uncomfortable, they resist it, but there's a reason why it's here. And so thank goodness, God has created such a beautiful internal system, navigation system that if we resist it, it just continues to persist because it's important to look at it and be with it. 
And so when we, when we finally surrender and okay, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. Ah, there is just the tiniest bit, sometimes a big amount of lightness that happens in the body. And that's, and, and that's when we, that's when the juice happens. That's when all the, all the information and the downloads and the direction of where we need to go comes through. And then, and then we move along and we're feeling lightness and happy. And then another sensation comes through and, and that's just life. It's this, it's just this human experience. It's just the human experience. Mm -hmm. And when you can just accept that, that it's all going to be here, even at your quote unquote highest high, you're going to have these emotions and these feelings come up again, because that is the definition of the human experience. There's always an opportunity to extract. I'm curious, and this just came up, like, we, I talk about this with my listeners a lot, like, get with the feeling, connect to it deeply, give it the space to reveal to you what it needs. But it's like, A, how long am I supposed to sit in this feeling before I'm like, all right, up and at him. We're not mm-hmm. going to stand for this anymore. And also, learning the discernment between we can continue on the example of fear. Is this real? Am I Mm -hmm. in danger? Is this an unsafe environment or is this a protector that's 29 years old? Mm -hmm. And I get to get curious about that. And, and this is where we oftentimes will need support, right? Because a lot of the times it's hard to just sit in your body and expect yourself to navigate this alone. This is why support and community has changed my life. But for those listening on A, the duration and B, the discernment, what are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things that's going to take a, a commitment and a devotion to really understanding yourself and how your body communicates to you because our body is always communicating to us through sensations and feelings, physical sensations sometimes. And then just, you know, just some, maybe like a a tightness in your chest where you're just feeling like this heartache. It's not necessarily a pain, but it's a sensation that you feel in your body and then also emotions. And so we can feel sadness in our body and fear. and, And unfortunately we live in a society where we've really normalized numbing it and avoiding it. And we do such a good job at doing that through distraction, through social media, through watching TV, sex, drugs, alcohol, there's food, there's different ways that vices that we'll use to try to numb ourselves from actually feeling in our body because we've been programmed to believe that it's uncomfortable or good vibes only, or we shouldn't be feeling this way or else there's something wrong with us. And so really coming to a place of normalizing that, um, we get to feel all of it and it's all good. It's all safe to feel. It's safe to feel. Now you may be in an endangered experience, but you know, you know, when you're, when there's like, okay, this is like, I, I am not safe. I need to get out of this. There's an, an instinctual get out, you know, walking down a dark alley. There's, there's a different feeling of fear when that comes through that type of fear, then when we're trying to make a decision on whether we should take this job or move to this city, it's a different fear. And so uh, that's something that, you know, really play with it. What, what is, what is real? Is is this, am I really in danger? And and most of the time we can tune into that of, of, okay, my safety is, 
is, is I'm, I'm not safe. It's time for me to move to a different location or, or get out of, of this relationship or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really it's being, it's being comfortable and, and really allowing yourself to settle into all the different ranges of emotions that your body feels and allow yourself to get curious about them mm-hmm. so that you can start understanding them because it's all information. That's all it is. Honestly, if we can release like the meaning of all of it, because the reason why some sensations are so painful is because we create so much meaning around it. There's a lot of people that experience sadness and it's something that's really beautiful and sacred to them. And then there's others that feel sadness and it's extreme pain. And it's, at the, at its purest form, sadness is sadness. Mm-hmm. There's different levels to it, depending on what you're, what, the, what's bringing upon the sadness, but sadness is sadness. So it's what it's the, it's the meaning that we give it that makes it uncomfortable or painful. So releasing the meaning and just allowing yourself to feel it is going to be so important so that you can start understanding it and start navigating it. And allowing yourself to broaden your emotional landscape, because the more that you allow yourself to feel, the more alive you become, mm-hmm. the more you experience higher amounts of all the things that we all desire to experience, which is bliss and joy and happiness and satisfaction. But you're not going to be able to allow yourself to feel that if you don't let yourself feel all the other emotions too. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's a one big package. If mm-hmm. you want to expand and feel more of of like the higher vibrations, which are the happiness and the joy, you got to be willing to let yourself sit in your sadness and your fears as well. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think the time becomes a lapse the more you practice this, the more that you're able to sit with, be a part of, and then shift the fear maybe into a more positive space? Like if it's, if it's this fear that is resounding and keeps coming up and up and up, the more you sit with it and get to know its meaning and, and it's and identify with what the underlying need is, right? It's almost like you begin to shorten the window mm-hmm. of tolerance there mm-hmm. and then step into that powerful feeling mm-hmm. a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you understand yourself more. It's mm-hmm. like when you get into a new relationship with somebody there, you don't know them. There's that takes some time to really understand their personality and their quirks and their, their habits. And, but the more time you spend with them, you, you start understanding them deeper and deeper and you become so much more intimate with them. There's this, there's this just deeper wisdom and understanding of who they are. It's no different than ourselves. And when it comes to our relationship with our emotions, we're, we're complex beings and we're so simple. Mm -hmm. The more that I, that I have been with myself and my emotions and, and my triggers and my pains, I start seeing patterns and I start understanding myself more. And I see, Oh, yep. Of course I'm feeling this because this happened. And, and this, and this is why I feel this way is because when I was four years old, this thing happened. And so I just, I just understand why I, why I react the way that I do, because I have such a, such a relationship with myself and with my emotions. And then I also know what I need to do to be able to be with it. So, and I say, be with it, not, not get rid of it. Because what you resist persists. And when you're trying to get rid of it, 
there's this part of you as much as you like, you know, try to be like, oh no, I'm just, I just, I just want to get to a lighter space. There is a trying to force and get rid of. And so that is a form of resistance. So it's not about trying to get rid of whatever it is that you're feeling. It's a matter of, okay, how can I be with this? And so sadness, an example would be allow yourself to cry, allow yourself to, to do some different movements, whether it's rocking or um, maybe it's just like laying, laying on your bed and putting a, a blanket around yourself and just really, really honoring and hugging yourself and just letting yourself feel the sadness, fully feel it. And it's not a place of being in the mind and looping in the stories. It's like, how can you be with the emotion? Mm -hmm. and allow it to be expressed, allow it to be honored, allow it to be felt and seen. And then it becomes such a sacred experience. It actually becomes really, really beautiful to be in those moments, even though it is a, a deep, intense emotion that you're feeling. It can be something that you can look back on as reverence, with reverence, and with appreciation for that experience. Mm -hmm. It's wild. So glad you said that because I can I can picture people listening to this episode and being like, okay, I'll go sit with that emotion. Okay, I'm sitting with it. I'm sitting, you know, it's almost mm -hmm. like they're even then in the mental, like actually disassociating from the analytical mind that drives our life majority of the time. Seeing if you can just begin to connect into the body. And I and I don't want to project, but I understand how hard that is to listen to and believe when you haven't started on the journey and you're like I feel my body all the time I stubbed my toe the other day and I felt that <laughs> and it's mm -hmm. like it's like man when you really do pull back the layers and begin to actually tune in to the energetic frequency and the soul of your body you get to ride that wave with those emotions and it becomes so much smoother and then it, it's it's there's so much knowledge and wisdom in those emotions Mm -hmm. and they just want to be felt mm -hmm. and when you feel them there's a there's a way higher chance that you feel complete after that cycle than adding a layer of numbness and distraction like you said and then just going about our day and I love also how you said everything's neutral we add charge to it mm -hmm. everything's neutral mm -hmm. I mean I, I used the example with the client the other day and it was a really bad example and it's still a really bad example but <laughs> <here we are. laughs> like, you see a bike on the street and I fell mm. off and like, you know, tore my ACL on a bike. So I'm like, oh, bikes. Like, mm. and she's like, I love bikes. That's like where I feel most childlike. So there's just a bike. The bike is neutral. Mm -hmm. The two different charges are completely different. And we're, and we are radically responsible for those and understanding them and being curious about them and not judging them, not being like, God, I'm such a wimp. That was years ago. Why are you still been on about the bike? It's like, no, like mm -hmm. there's a wisdom. There's an innate wisdom. There's a, there's a protector in us. That is going through the files. What do I know about bikes? Ah, we fell off one. That's that's creating a charge on the experience. But what the magic is, is as malleable as we are for better or for worse, we can actually retrain our retrain our experience, retrain mm -hmm. our charge, shift the way that we're projecting on the situation, I guess. Mm -hmm. I love that you you touched on that as far as, you know, just wow, I'm still 
I'm still charged by this. This is still, I still have, I'm still impacted and affected by that experience. And, and that's something that is so important is to release any type of timetable of how long it takes to work through a specific experience or, or how many times a certain emotion comes up when, 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 you know, you're in a certain situation and, uh, and, and really it's, it's just not, it's just not our place to decide how long it takes to be able to work through something that our, our only job is to be with what's arising in every moment. And if we could, if we could actually live our lives in that space, mm-hmm. that whatever is here right now, how can I be with that to its utmost level, to its, to, to my utmost presence life will become magical because there you're not living in the past. You're not living in the future, the past of, Oh my gosh, this happened before or the future of how long is this going to take for me to get through this? You're just being with what's here right now that in each moment that you do that, you see the, the gift of it and the power of it and the potency of it. And then over time, you'll start to see just an evolution and expansion of who you are and how you show up for yourself and for every each moment that you're in and and that's all that you can do the past doesn't exist it's just a memory in our in our mind and we can even change that with just how we choose to perceive our past our past can change mm. so it's just a memory though it doesn't exist except for here in our mind the future is a possibility it's it's always going to be in the future it's always going to be something that's unreachable and so if we're living in either one of those places we're not living we're not here we're not fully in life and alive and so and and what what life is about is is really truly feeling each moment being in each moment to its max capacity that you possibly can and each moment is different it doesn't, we're not there. Happiness is not meant to be all the time. It would actually be really weird to be at someone's funeral and to be at this like ultimate bliss space. Mm. It wouldn't feel f- super appropriate. Right. So there's really, there's some value to having such a range and so, so many different varieties of sensations that our body feels and, and, and allowing ourselves to just fully be in that in each moment is the work. Mm. so what is then your relationship with future casting or manifesting if the power is in the now which I fully believe also but I do try to live more in the future than in the past and maybe there's a good chance I'm skipping over the present in a lot of these cases but when do you find it productive or I don't love the word productive Mm. but when do you find it um expansive to start to attune to the frequencies of the things that we're calling in and desire Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh such a good question because it really is about future casting is really beautiful and and really being intentional with manifestation is is so important if you want to live a really conscious life and really be a conscious creator of your experience you got to know what you want to experience or else it's just going to just kind of unfold in which there's nothing wrong with that if you want to just be surprised and delighted with life, then, you know, don't do any manifestations. That's totally fine. Uh, but for me personally, there's, there's visions and there's these like excitements and desires of, of how I want to serve and, and who I want to serve and, and what I want to really come into and evolve into. And so 
really it's about what is your intention? Are you doing future casting because you're so unhappy and you're focusing on the future because you're so unhappy with your now experience that I'm just going to just, if I could just get here, then I'll be happy, you know, playing that win then game. That's, um, it's not fun. You're not like, you're, 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 you're never going to be satisfied. You're always going to be looking into the future to, to try to change what you're experiencing right now. So the key is when you're doing manifestations is to really tune into, okay, where am I coming from, from this place? Is it coming from a place of, I know that there is so much more that I get to experience. And I really want to play with all the visions and the imaginations and the desires that, that my soul and my human wants to experience. And I'm going to, I'm going to sit in the excitement of that and really allow myself to feel what that feels like to be that before it's even here, fully allowing myself to feel the sensations and the, and the experience of that. Um, and it's not because I need to change anything right now. Like right now is perfect and it's beautiful. And I love and appreciate where I am right now. And I know that there's so much more. So when you're coming from that place, magic happens because you're in a space of gratitude. You're not in a place of this needs to change right now needs to change. And so I'm going to focus on the future and so that it can fix whatever is happening right now. Uh, it's going to be difficult, first of all, to even manifest the thing, because when you're in a space of gratitude, that, that brings a manifestation like no other, when you're in a place of, I'm so thankful for where I am and I'm so thankful for what's coming. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not in that state, then you're in a scarcity lack mindset. Exactly. You're telling the universe that you don't have enough and you're not yet satisfied. And do you think the universe wants to hand you everything you want in a silver platter when you can't even be grateful for what it's given you right it's like there's this there's this disconnect Mm -hmm. and to tangent I love talking about the scarcity mindset because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us a lot of us find ourselves there in one way or another with money or resources or in any form of fashion and I think we I think to some extent we can actually make scarcity our friend again extracting the underlying need mm-hmm. of the scarcity so that we can liberate from it. Do you find yourself in scarcity? Not often, because I know you've done so much work, but when you do, mm-hmm. right, how do you navigate through that and back into the element of abundance and gratitude? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this is so good. I love talking about this. So I'm glad that you, you wanted to go on this little tangent. We had so- totally different questions, by the way, but this is what happens. <laughs> Yeah, we just flow with it, babe. We never ask the question. So yeah, there's a couple of things that I would love to share. So first of all, um, more than scarcity, which it's the same vibration, but it was um, like lack was like a big deal. Like it's, it's very similar, but lack was, I'm just, I'm lacking. I'm lacking so many things. There's things that are missing from my life. And I, and I, I really, I, I, what I realized is that my, one of my core beliefs that I had about myself is I'm not enough. And so it was manifesting in so many parts of my life, in my relationships and my business and in my bank account and all the things. And so that was a huge one realizing, whoa, there's this core belief that I'm not enough. Of course, my reality is mirroring that because the universe doesn't reward the universe responds. So whatever vibration we are putting out, the universe just responds to that. 
And so that's, that's the thing is that when we're in a space of gratitude, like I'm so thankful and so thankful. It's not like the universe rewards the universe is just like, Oh, she's in a place of receiving. So here's some more and here's some more. And so that's the power of being in a space of gratitude. And then on the flip side, when we're a space of lack and scarcity, that's the vibration that we're putting out. And so the universe is like, Oh, she doesn't have enough. Okay, cool. Let's give her not enough even more more or him yeah. and and so it's just it's just responding to our vibrations yeah so so yeah. two things that were really important to me that that really helped me to start to shift it one realizing that belief of I don't feel like I'm enough so how can I start shifting that belief and so there's I mean that could be like a whole podcast on on that of of, of shifting our core beliefs uh, another one was just a little twist on our relationship with lack. And, and so a lot of people will look at all the things that lack brings them that they, that just suck. You know, it brings me not enough money and I don't, you know, and it brings me anxiety and it brings me stress and it brings me all these things. Well, the, a twist that I created on it, cause I was, I would do that. I'm like, and now what? I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. So I realized that, okay, there's, there's another piece of this too. There's something that lack gives me that turns me on that. I actually, I actually, I kind of get off on. And so what is that? What, what turns me on about lack? And that was like a whole, well, lack brings variety to my life because I have to change things up. I have to, I also brings creativity. It, it taps me into my creativity. I have to figure out where am I going to get the money? I have to start creating things. It also brings adventure. It brings variety. It brings the unknown. And I don't like, I, 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 I will literally like, oh, I'd rather stick a fork in my eye than do the same thing over and over and over again. Yep. And so it brings variety. It bring. It ha I have to. I have to be on my toes. I have to find different ways to bring in money, and and so when I realized that, and then I looked at my life, I'm like, of course I'm creating lack. My life is boring. I'm just doing the same thing over and over again, and I'm not being creative. I'm not. I'm not really tapping into my full potential, and so lack was a great way for me to start tuning into and be in the vibration of creativity, variety, adventure, unknown. And so it was just a matter of adding more of that into my life mm. when it didn't cut and, and not have it be towards money in my, in my bank account. And all of a sudden money started flowing in. When I prioritized creativity, variety, adventure in my life on a consistent basis, I didn't need to experience lack anymore. It was wild. I have so never that could be something to look into. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Cause the mm -hmm. first part I'm like, yes, absolutely. Like, right. Then the, the longing for more rather than the contentness with now, but the second piece, I've never even mm -hmm. thought about that. I'm like, oh, well, lack actually put spins my wheels and makes me yeah. figure things out to where, and you know, people say a lot of the time that like stress is addicting. And so it's like, we get in that constant cycle of stress and you're like, man, if I'm not stressed out, I'm not being productive. If I'm not being productive, I'm not climbing the ladder. If I'm not there, you could go on and on and on. So it's almost that same kind of obsession of like, lack puts me in this sense of like despair almost to figure it out and to, to create my life. And it's like, you can do that in abundance as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. 
Yeah. Really powerful. Yeah. That was a big one for me. That really, yeah. that was a game changer and really helped start shifting mm -hmm. my relationship with money and, and my relationship with lack and understanding that lack actually brings me something. Mm -hmm. There's, there's value that it brings me. And, and so it was just a matter of allowing that value to be brought to me in other ways rather than through lack of money. Yeah. That wasn't serving me and it wasn't super fun. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. I had a lot more fun and abundance. <laughs> Yeah. So then you just, I mean, so you, you kind of, you obviously did the work to get with yourself and, and identify what stemmed from lack, which it sounds like the creativity and actually these positive things that you were getting mm -hmm. off on, like you said. And so then implementing like, okay, everything stays the same, but now I'm coming at this from like, what if creativity brings abundance? And like, is that kind of what you did? Like you kind of kept everything, but you just switched the intention behind it. I'm like, mm -hmm. this is going to bring me abundance rather than this is going to keep me in lack. Mm -hmm. Well, I started more than that. I just started looking into, okay, where can I create more variety in my life? Where can I create more adventure in my life? And where can I be more creative? And, and so it was actually about, and it was, it felt opposite of what I should do because I was, I needed money at the time that I was going through this process. And so my mind was like, well, I need to work more, yeah. but that was just, that was, that was uh, taking away my ability to be able to be more adventurous and to be more creative because nothing blocks your creativity more than overworking, especially as a woman. And we need to have space and, and time for creativity to drop in and the downloads to come through. And if you're just overworked, there's no room for that, that creativity to come through. So I had to do the opposite of what I was, what my mind thought I should do, which was do less, yeah. create more space, <clears throat> go hiking in Sedona. That's one of my most favorite things to do. I don't live very far away from Sedona, Arizona. And so hiking in Sedona, and I do that at least once a week. Mm -hmm. So just creating opportunities of more adventure, go on more vacations. Yeah. You know, have time in the morning where, so when I first started this, I would spend the morning hula hooping, roller skating, or doing my, my headstands, little like upside down headstand little <laughs> thing with so music fun. and just really letting myself flow. So I was allowing myself to get into my sensuality, mm -hmm. my sexuality, which helps me to tap into my creativity and just being more in my flow. So once I consistently started doing those things money started flowing in. It was wild. My boyfriend even jokes about it. He's like, Carrie, every go time we to go to Sedona. <laughs> yeah. We, and he, I mean, and he loves that too, but, uh, but yeah, when we would go to Sedona, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't have any service and we'd get in our car and all of a sudden all these Venmos would come through and PayPal's. I'm like, babe, I just made like a ton of money just now as we were hiking in Sedona. Mm, that's and that's, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I was in my, I was, I was, feeding my need of adventure yeah. and variety yeah. and so I didn't need to do that through lack and creating right. a lack of money so that I could I could get my fix of that I was yeah. getting it in other ways so I didn't need to I didn't need to block money from mm -hmm. coming into my experience anymore oh that's like and I yes it's like when I go mm -hmm. skiing and I have no service and I'm flying down a mountain and I'm like mm. overlooking the most beautiful scenery and I, I get back to my phone and I'm like, oh, right where I left it or all these creative channels came through and I have these big downloads or these or yeah. a connection was made. It's like in that energy is when things really do start to happen. And I think it's so interesting that variety 
um, adventure and creativity were the things that were, were tied to lack, but they were the same things that you were chasing. You're like, I want to be creative and I want to live a life of adventure in a variety of forms. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's crazy how they're, they're the same things. They're mirroring. It's just the intention and the energy mm-hmm. behind it. So, mm-hmm. so I just redirected it into an area that was actually going to benefit me rather than a place that was constantly creating more stress and anxiety and fear and all of that, which was through my lack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're amazing. I love you. I'll never you. forget taking the leap of faith to come into the coaching space and feeling fear and all things mm-hmm. and not being able to to navigate that on my own and then meeting you as my mentor and I was like okay okay <laughs> I can do it so it's such an honor to be in there and to mentor just epic humans and and really just serve each person that desires to really want to go out there and make an impact in this world it's what it's about yeah. now all the all the stuff all the other stuff is just noise we're here to serve each other we're here to understand ourselves more and to help others understand themselves more and to be able to really settle into this life is safe this body is safe to be in and it's safe to feel it's safe to express it's safe to be abundant to be enlightened it's safe to be all of it and it's not only is it safe but it's our birthright it's it's our natural state to be in these places and and that life is magical and beautiful and is so happening for us in all ways and and to be able to to be able to help others be able to go out there and and to serve their unique medicine to others to be able to help help them to wake up and to remember that so they can be more alive and live a more fulfilled experience is just it's amazing I love it so good yeah I think a lot of times our deepest desires are the things that scare us most, we kind of just covered that in that lack space. So it's like, you can, you can dream it, or you can just start to figure out how to love yourself enough to get there and get through it. Mm -hmm. Be resilient in the Mm -hmm. whisper that becomes a knock that becomes a scream on your heart to Mm -hmm. live out what you are meant to live out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So good. Ooh, is there anything downloading for you? Because you get a lot of good downloads. Mm. Sometimes you read my mind, it's kind of crazy. Is there mm. any downloads for the listeners that you want to share before we wrap up? Mm-hmm. Or one takeaway, maybe? You know, yeah. So um, this has been something that's been coming up a lot recently for my clients, for myself, just information that just keeps coming through and just this message because. I, I'm assuming a lot of your listeners are people who are very driven. They're they're people that really want to make a difference and they want to they want to live out their purpose. And and maybe even some people are trying to find their purpose and trying to figure out what am I here to do. And this actually came from the um, creator of the Gene Keys, which is it's it's uh, it's not the same as human design, but it's 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 similar in the fact of just kind of finding out your genetic blueprint and understanding yourself more. And so uh, uh, his name's Richard Rudd and he was sharing that you can't not be your purpose. You are literally, you are your purpose. Your purpose is not outside of you. It is not something that you actually do. It's something that you be. And so in every moment, 
what your purpose is, is to just show up fully, authentically yourself in that moment and really be with who can I serve in this moment, whether it's you, it's somebody else, it's a client, it's somebody at the grocery store, it's your family member. And, and how can I be here more fully in this experience, committed to the now moment? That's your purpose. And whatever else you do and however that looks, it doesn't matter whether you're a coach or you're somebody who creates a program or whatever, you're a teacher, whatever it is that you do, the title and the identity doesn't matter because you can't not be your purpose. You can't not be your purpose. Yeah. You know what? You are your purpose. It's like, it's like of all <laughs> the investing I've done in myself and it's not that it wasn't important because go do it. I have learned in podcasts and invested in courses and I have done everything and all that it's taught me to do is, is come back to who I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. No, really curious. Like, well, as you're saying that, I'm like, oh my gosh, the whole, if I've learned anything in all mm. of the work that I've done, it's to rediscover who I am mm-hmm. in the most authentic expression and just be her. Mm-hmm. When I'm when I'm her, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It, everything unfolds, opportunities come up, things feel good, life feels flow. I'm like, oh my gosh. So it's the masks and the parts and the layers and layers of protection and emotion that I haven't felt through that is keeping me from just living. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, we need the coaches and the cohorts and the support in order to navigate ourselves back to that and to uncover it. It's, it's mm-hmm. really hard to do alone, but it is just, it's a little bit funny in an mm-hmm. essence, the way that it's like, oh, all of this to say, just be you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just We're not meant to do it alone either. No. So there's, there is so much value. I don't, I, I wouldn't be where I am and the, the human that is here on this call without all the people that have come into my experience that I have, that I have interacted with, that I have created investments with and, and, uh, and friendships with, mm-hmm. and even, even people who have been, you know, not so fun to be in my experience, all of them have brought value to me and have, have allowed me to be in this expression in this moment of of who I am and the wisdom that I hold and the pain that I hold and all of all of it everything that I hold is is all attributed to all the experiences and the people that have come into my life and first of all we're never alone so whether you are like physically alone in a room you are still never alone we have so many guides and angels and and spirits and ancestors that that surround us that are here to support us and uplift us as well as earth angels, humans that are in our experience that we have soul contracts with that come in, that come in and they, they help us to wake up and remember, to remember that we are so much more than all of this Mm -hmm. at a soul level. We're whole, we know it all. There's nothing to learn, but in this human experience, we are broken. We come into this body with, with trauma that we hold in our, in our body from our ancestors and our lineage and that's on purpose because we get to we get to heal that and we get to understand it and we get to work through it so that we can evolve and expand mm-hmm. and we don't have to do it alone we're we're meant to we're meant to link arms with each other because we're all connected yeah and we're all in this together yeah. so we're all yeah. each other home <laughs> yeah exactly mm, i love that thank you so much mm-hmm. for coming on for just yeah just 
expressing your wisdom, but also your essence, because just being in your energy always gives me permission to just be more myself and to be candid and raw and real. And like, Mm. and I'm finding myself in more and more companies, but you know, like that, but yours is unique and special. Mm. And I know you know that, and I'm just grateful for you. Mm. And I know the listeners are going to want to find you. And I love that you're not on social media. (laughs) (laughs) I like like, the mystic. It's like, you have to know, you have to know somebody to know me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they know me so they can Mm -hmm. can connect me and I can connect them to you. um, Do you have a website or anything? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you my website for sure. Okay. We'll put that in the show notes. And I just want to, I just want to honor your compliment and just your reflection to me. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. That's so important that people can really truly rest in and feel safe to be fully themselves, exactly who they are in this moment. So for you to be able to reflect that back to me means so much to me because authenticity is everything and um, being able to give people permission to be authentically them is, is something that is unconsciously wanting to, to create and, uh, as far you as like, the relationships and, yeah. and interactions with people. So thank you. You are. And you do. I think I could speak for everybody inside the container that I get to share with you that it's so easy to show up around you. And that is, that might be the best superpower to have is to allow other people to be in their full expression mm. and then just be able to hold them in it and amp and fan their flames yes. <laughs> it's the best. You're the best. I'll fan your flames babe. yeah please <laughs> yeah. oh okay beautiful thank well, you so much thank, thank you so much you. for having me thank you and everything will be in the show notes they can connect with you there mm-hmm. you can also connect with me and I'll connect you with Carrie if she gives me the green go that yeah, is of course um and I hope you all have an amazing week we can't wait to see you next time